Welcome back to Recap, the podcast where we talk about the latest news featured on our social media pages and beyond. We try to find the news that matters most to our voters, and we encourage our legislators to not only listen, but to also act on what they hear. I wouldn't say as always, but in most cases, I'm your host, Joshua Hyde, and with me today are a good number of our podcast people. We've got the boss lady of podcast herself, Francine Dash, with us today. We've got the host of Smart Politics and one of our writers, Anthony Arnold. We've got our data analyst, Alex Crohannon, and we've got another one of our writers and sometimes uh, co-host of Recap Herself, Miss Sasha Estrella Jones. How you guys doing today? Awesome. Really, just gonna gloss over that uh, I hosted for you, and you like everyone else. Oh, you know, all right. Okay. You know what? You know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow. Also, sometimes host of Recap, Alex Crohan. <laughs> there we go. I didn't want to leave anybody out. I wanted to make sure I got all the creds for everybody involved. They need to know how special you are. I appreciate your virtual hugs. This is a special team. <laughs> indeed indeed anthony <laughs> <laughs> all right so today on the docket i've got some interesting things that i want to go ahead and cover with you guys we're gonna we're gonna go over some trends we're gonna go over a poll and we're gonna cover a specific article that i uh want to kind of talk about specifically because of how it relates to everything else that we're going to be discussing but what i want to go ahead and do is kind of preface you guys with this um, today, I'm, I'm trying something a, a tad bit different. I have a specific theme that all of these things are kind of falling under, with the exception of the trends, um, because I can't really control those. But uh, I want not, to focus not yet. on... Not yet, right? Fair, very fair. <laughs> but I want to focus on punishment and who should be doling it out, who should receive it, and what adequate punishments look like. Cool? Cool. All, All right. right. Let's get started. Right. Alex, talk to me about it the is, trends, buddy. Uh, well, it is not the time where we talk about the, the pandemic because there's another thing going on in the world right now, specifically in the United States. And that is, we just finished Striketober, everyone. What yes, I'm saying did. is that, uh, so in the, year, uh, in the year 2020, there were a total of eight strikes across the nation. Um, people were, um, uh, Id- workers were idle for a total of 19 days. This, in the year 2021, um, we have currently uh, five ongoing uh, major strikes, uh, totaling well over 10,000 workers uh, across uh, numerous cities and numerous companies and numerous uh, industries, including, uh, so there's the ongoing John Deere uh, strike, there is the uh, Kellogg Company strike, there is the Charter Communication strike, otherwise known as like Spectrum, Time Warner Cable, uh, there's the Warrior Met Coal strike, and there's the Mercy Hospital strike, all going on right now. I mean, I, you mention- I, I had known that several of those were going on, and I I do believe I was aware of a couple of the other ones as they were still being dealt with, like the Nabisco strike and a couple of the other ones uh, yeah. that had kind of racked yeah. up recently. And uh, Nabisco just ended. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, just ended. Um, it ended in September, but uh, went on. You mentioned the John Deere years. strike. I couldn't. I can't remember. I did mention the John Deere strike. Okay, I couldn't remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, and one of these, say one of these, the um, I believe it's the Warrior Met Coal strike. The coal worker, yeah. 
the Met Coal um, went from, um, they had 1,100 workers from Alabama go to New York City because they recognized that um, they're a particular hedge fund in, uh, in New York owned, owned a majority stake of the company. And they went there and wanted to tell them uh, what they felt about their investment. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yep. It's Columbia University strike. Yeah. As well. Are any of these strikes linked to a particular theme or is it pay? Is it? Uh, it is uh, broadly. I think it's like a combination. Yeah. So it's broadly about um, pay and worker conditions. I, I happen to know. So I did a bunch of research into like the, uh, like the Kellogg company one. Mm-hmm. And so uh, specifically um, in Omaha, so they are like, they renegotiate their contract every four years and they put off renegotiating in 2020 because of the pandemic. But in 2016, the company introduced a two tier employee system. You'd have like permanent employees who would get all of the benefits uh, and like maintain like the regular pay and stuff. And then you'd have like your trainee employees who would do the same job and just wouldn't get healthcare and wouldn't get the uh and would be getting like twelve dollars less an hour right right that yeah i've heard a lot of not a lot several large companies uh i say but they were capped uh at no more than 30 percent of the workforce could be uh like trainee employees Mm -hmm. and that was in that that was in the contract um and uh they had the union had agreed to the contract because they had been told you agree to this or we shut down um, our uh, Memphis plant. We just shut it down. 500, 500 workers out the door. So, uh, so agree to this or, or let's say, or else. And so they, they agreed to it. And now in 2021, they were going to refine it, like renegotiate. And they were looking at eliminating this, this two tier system and uh, Kellogg wanted nothing to do with that, and they said it was they was said it was absurd, and they were actually looking to remove the cap on the number of training uh, number of training employees. So they're going the other way. They yeah, okay. yep. They're, they're, they're obviously the goal being they wanted to kick everyone to um, uh, trainee status and take the union out. It would reduce like that's ultimately the, the goal here. Yeah. Yep. And uh, the like, and the unions onto this, and the full time workers are like really, they're taking it upon themselves to protect, like to, to protect their like their train like their brothers in arms, the people they do the work with every day because they you do the same work I do, you just don't get paid. I know I've it's never not understood illegal. that from a company perspective. Yeah, I mean, I know it's not illegal, but it does feel unethical, you know. It just seems wrong on so many levels. Uh, yeah, and uh, my real question didn't wasn't there a particular someone anyone who is like, hey, like workers, and I'm a, like a pro worker, and uh, you you wanted to do some type of political reform with I say along, I say about workers, because uh, if you were interested in doing that, now's your time. I mean, yes. If you were, if only there were uh, any, not any, because uh, I know like AOC has been supportive of the strike stuff, but broadly, uh, every politician of both parties is ignoring it. I mean, I would say like 95% of the federally elected. Uh, I know in New York, I think I know 
there was one strike where a local official came out and offered some support, but uh, national politicians have, by and large, offered no support. I feel like if they do, they're going to lose their support from their companies. Yeah, that's what I was I mean, too. that's nice. Uh, <laughs> companies, you care, it's like, because companies vote so much, right? They're people. Yeah. Remember? I, oh, I, I but forgot, no, I mean, uh, I forgot that we, uh, you know, Kellogg got to count all their employees and cast their votes for them. I, right. I missed that. But no, Josh, I mean, you're right. Uh, that's hitting the nail on the head. It goes to show both of our parties are completely captured by corporate interest, and that is simply how it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and that, Alex, it, that you... is why Democrats hate other Democrats. And this is why the American people hate all of them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yep. So, uh, anyone, anyone wants to, uh, do something about it or a bunch of people who, uh, really need your support. And, uh, they have, um, several of them have set up GoFundMes, uh, and, uh, other like fundraising, like crowdsourcing, uh, activities to like protect their workers and because they can't do this forever. Right. Right. Yeah. No strike can go on forever. You always run out of money. You got to pay bills. You always need some sort of support. Um, but the thing that's remarkable about it as well is, you know, last summer we saw all the protests related to racial justice. Um, but it goes to show that there still are a core of issues that really will like actually drive people into the streets. And sometimes in politics, I think it's easy to lose sight of that. You can get so far in the weeds talking about the minutia of politics that you like the meat and potatoes issues still are meat and potatoes. Um, and like money in my pocket is really, really high on my priority list. <laughs> um, I feel like that would be true for just about everybody who lives right, in this nation. Right. Yeah. Which is why it's such a popular issue and which is why it's so confusing why politicians don't appeal to it more. Like people are out in the streets uh, on their own behalf, unprompted, uh, totally from the bottom up. And they cross all political ideologies. Again, you have people, you know, I'm assuming the, I'm assuming the political views of uh, teachers at Columbia University probably don't have a lot in common with coworkers. I think that's a, reasonably safe assumption and yet here they both are striking on because they want better work conditions so you know we see a lot of times we go how could republicans appeal to this group or how could democrats appeal to that group well i don't know they seem to be telling you with their feet exactly what you could do to appeal to both of them (laughs) and they just Uh, don't want to listen i just have one question Uh, with the infrastructure bill that's been batted around have addressed any of this based on what any of you have read or researched i don't think so not uh, not directly more jobs these people are talking about sorry go ahead sasha no pardon i cut you off but i was saying more jobs doesn't mean good jobs you know we can pump trillions of dollars into it but at the core of it you know I, i believe we live in a corporatocracy and until we can put actual laws on the book that very steer, 
I'm, this is my personal opinion, but I don't believe corporations should be able to give millions uh, you know, of dollars to fund campaigns, et cetera, because it results in things like this when politicians should be speaking out for the people who vote them in. They're not because they're protecting their own future campaigns. And that's what we're seeing. So, you know, I, yes, the new infrastructure bill passed, but I would not be surprised if this continues to, to go on. I mean, yeah. So like some of the, like, you know, maybe some provisions in the build back better plan would have uh, made these people's lives better, but that doesn't at the, like solve the core of the problem that they're talking about. And that is they work long and hard hours for peanuts. My brain says give them more than peanuts, but that apparently has never been a solution on anybody's brain. Such a simple fix. Right. With the the Build Back Better, one of the things as someone, you know, who has immediate family who are blue collar workers and know because of COVID, when there was a pause with infrastructure, especially in New York City, which we build quite frequently, there was a, a freeze and a standstill. And what's happened since then, our companies are putting a lot of pressure on workers. I know this like family to do things quicker. And what that's resulting in is unsafe working conditions. You know, I'm hearing stories of co-workers who are passing away on these construction sites, not by any fault of their own, but by this desire to make up for the time that COVID, that COVID stole. So if anything, I think COVID has really contributed to this situation, the pressure that these companies are putting on workers. But workers also saying, hold up, hold up, hold up. Like we've taken too much for far too long and you need us to get these projects done so this is our time to really stick it to you when it hurts the most that's actually a good point actually sasha um i know this is a little far afield of what you had originally covered alex but sort of you know putting the two things together i mean i we all live here in indiana i think we see it there's constantly like road construction everywhere that seems Mm. to drag on forever right and when you look at like, well, so the infrastructure build is going to build more roads, but we seem to have a lot of trouble building our current roads in a reasonable time frame. <laughs> I see your reaction there, Sasha. I'm not just saying that for you New guys. York, I'm like, right. yeah, you say it's going to be done yeah, 10 years from now. Uh, when right. I have kids, this project will be finished. Mm-hmm. Right. So how are these things going to go together and how will that impact workers negotiating power? I mean, if if a bunch of money goes out to the states for the infrastructure bill to build roads, uh, these people who are currently striking, they're, they're going to be the same people we ask to, to build all these other roads. Mm-hmm. So they could, they'll have more power um, because they'll be asked to do more, like you just mentioned, Sasha. So you could see more, you could somehow see more people bizarrely striking, like, more strikes. It. More strikes. More strikes. I mean, which, which I'm in favor of. It's for the note. More strikes, yes. Well, it's my hope that this move would, to one degree, strengthen unions. I mean, when unions, I, at least I know this from New York City, when unions really get together and support a candidate, and they're, unions are very political, at least within the iron worker construction scene here in New York, very, very political. And when they get together and support a local candidate, those candidates often end up doing quite well. So I think this is a time where local politicians can really, I don't want to say use this in their favor in a bad way, but actually take the time to go to, you know, your local unions and hear 
the, you know, the complaints, the demands and act on that. And you might actually have a strong backing for a campaign. Not that I plan on going into local politics, but looking at it from that perspective, you could really use this as an opportunity that works well for the people and for you. And that's exactly what we talk about, right? We want our legislators to listen and act on what they hear. Along those lines, uh, Gallup recently uh, published a poll showing uh, um, a 60-year high approval rating for unions at 68%. Really? 90% of Democrats, 40% of Republicans. Hmm. That also doesn't surprise me. It's great. This is great news. It is good news. That is. Let's, Let's make some unions happen, team. I yeah. agree. I, I feel like the, I mean, it's basically the union's whole thing that like we have 40 hour work weeks and that children aren't forced to work and like all the actual working conditions that we hate now used to be a whole lot worse until people stepped in and were like, hey, this shit's inhumane. We should not do this. <laughs> yep. So yeah, absolutely. I'm all for unions. I'm, I'm, I don't want to say that I'm anti-strike, I have to be for strikes because I care about people and strikes are for people. That's the whole purpose of them. Um, I just wish companies were better at listening to people. And I wish we didn't have to have strikes to make companies listen. Uh, So it's not that I'm necessarily anti-strike. I'm anti-companies that don't listen to them. And uh, along, let's say, speaking of uh, child labor, one one more thing and then I'll let you guys move on. Um, (laughs) But Ohio... Uh, it has a is uh, considering um, adopting the same position that Wisconsin has, where they allowed um, they passed a bill recently allowing fourteen year olds to work until eleven p.m. in hopes of uh, shoring up the worker shortage. Wow! No, you know your McDonald's no. closes at eight because uh, they can't not. get workers. No. But so fourteen year olds, that'll get them. 14 year olds work for peanuts well that's going to exploit the working poor right out of the oh, yeah. you, you noticed that gonna, too yeah <laughs> and it's going to cause declines in education because yep. it's hard going to school when you're tired it's just like going to school hungry you know it's yep. hard to focus so that's just not the best idea for children uh. I mean, every, everybody who cares about children feels that way, but I, I think the people who are discussing these policies don't necessarily care about what's... Right. When economy goes ahead of economy and making money goes ahead of children in their care and their growth, that's... No, I can't. I don't care whose idea that was, but no. <laughs> can't support it. Speaking of children, let's go ahead and move on. <laughs> Anthony, let's go yeah, ahead and talk about that poll. All right, so um, our polls hit on uh, social media every Friday. We really like to uh, see our audience respond. We like to interact with you guys. We'll oftentimes give our own feedback. The poll I am covering is the one we dropped on uh, last Friday. So it was about about, uh, some punishment, as Josh mentioned. So the top line question of the poll was who should be punished? The scenario was um, several white high school students had made a video that was apparently directed at black students in the same school. Some of those students thought that it was racist and an act of bullying. After the video was shared, several black students approached the white students in the video, a fight broke out. Uh, The only students who were suspended were the black ones who uh, 
quote unquote, started the fight. Other disruptions have taken place at this school of a similar of a similar vein, and the school is now being held to account for not addressing the viral video. So our question, in addition to who should be punished, was if the schools were in your community, how would you like for officials to respond? And if any students should be held accountable, who should be punished? I don't actually think we had any comments on our social media pages, but I know we as a group did banter it. We did kick around some answers. So instead of just reading what we all exchanged internally, I'm just going to ask everyone to sort of share their thoughts. Now, I'll start with you, Alex, and then we'll go to Josh. Uh, Sasha, I don't know if you'd had a chance, or Francine, I, didn't, I know you guys didn't respond internally. So if you need some time to put together your answers, uh, you can do so while Josh and Alex are uh, exchanging their, giving their points. So Josh, thoughts. That's hilarious. Did you start with Alex? But I'll go ahead and go first. Oh, did I? No, you're good. You're good. I'll, I'll start. I'll start. Um, Sorry about that. No, you're good. You're good. I love curveballs. Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give away one of my, one of my additional questions here because I wanted to have a bit of a discussion regarding this, uh, specifically regarding punishment. But um, I believe one of the things that wasn't necessarily stated in the poll was that the fight happened outside of school, correct? Like it happened out, off of school grounds? Correct. Okay. Um, I don't know if that changes anything. And one of my questions was, does that change anything? I personally think that um, acts of retribution when uh, wronged, depending on the wrong, are not they shouldn't be punished nearly as harshly as they are currently. Like I, obviously nobody wants a fight, right? Nobody wants a fight to break out between students. But when you are sending racially charged media to students at your school, I, I feel like if they come swinging at you, that's your fault. And I don't think they should necessarily be punished for that. However, um, I understand wanting something to happen to all of the people involved. I just wish that the punishment was for everyone instead of just for the black students. That only makes it worse, in my opinion. Um, I personally think if anybody got suspended, it should have been everybody, um, everybody involved, all the people who made the video, all the people involved in the fight. I feel like everyone, if anyone got suspended, it should have been everybody. But I personally would have wanted to see the white kids get suspended because that's, I'm gonna, because of the video. <laughs> um, I, I don't think that should be tolerated in any way, shape or form, whether it happened in school or otherwise. And uh, yeah, I would have liked them to have seen some punishment, if you will. All right, Alex. Talk shit, get hit. <laughs> yes, that's a pretty, uh, yes. <laughs> is that his answer? <laughs> I think so. I, I wouldn't disagree. I honestly think that's a perfect answer. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, at least when I say when I was in school, we had uh, I mean, so it's a predominantly white white school in suburban Indiana. Um, but we had a couple of uh, we had a couple of dust ups between just you know just different personalities. Um, and it didn't, it didn't matter who threw the first punch. You got into a fight, you were just say you were getting suspended, punked. D doesn't matter who started it, you participated in it. And that means you face the consequences. Um, I'm really surprised to see that that's uh, not no the, like the norm. 
Um, it just seems to be like the most fair solution, even in instances like when it's not fair. Um, but it's just like it's just like the most equitable. Uh, it's the least objectionable alternative. Um, because it's like, oh, well, you threw the first punch. And it's like, yeah, but like, what did you do before that first punch was thrown? Just like, you know, uh, you'd hate to get like the Hatfield and McCoy situation where it's like, oh, well, uh, all that matters is uh, is who strikes first. Like, that's just, that's not helpful for anybody. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to, if you, sorry, I've been looking down. I've been trying to clarify if the fight happened at school or not. I haven't been able. Francine, do you have any particular insight on this? There was the headlines was actually not a couple. Totally yeah, the, 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 there were a couple of fights actually. So there was okay. a fight at the school, but the kids who were involved in the fight outside of the school were also suspended. Okay, so, so that's, the, that's why that was a little bit confusing. In the video where it was recorded, I'm not clear. The um, video was recorded outside of school, right? And over well, the summer. They, oh, okay. So it was recorded outside of school. Yeah, the fights happened at the school. No, and, I'm sorry, after school, and some happened during. So okay. That makes sense. And there was one other suspension I'll note before we move on to uh, Sasha. The other, there was one other suspension, which was the kid who shared the video. Um, because the person who shared the video was not one of the people who made the video. But, but not the people who participated in the video. So sharing the video, bad. No, don't do that. Participating in the video, making it, ah, you're fine. Cool. Uh, I will, boys. I guess I will come back to some of this when I give my answer. Get out. But (laughs) Sasha, I said that Sasha and Francine would get their turn at the wheel before I step in and and give my opinion. So Sasha, sometimes you gotta get your ass beat, and sometimes your mama need to get her ass beat too. Because (laughs) where'd you learn this behavior from? That you know, that's why. I'm not a mom yet, but one day I will be. Bring your mama. Catch me outside with your mama, because your mama need her ass beat. Because, but on a, you know, that's one side of me. The other side of me, um, let me get too ruffled. The school deserves to be punished. Yes. The handling of this says much more about this institution than I feel like it does about the individuals who actually made the video, did the fighting, et cetera. Because if there wasn't a culture within this school that tolerated this, because I'm pretty sure these boys to make a video, I could only imagine what the climate between races in the school is like. And yes, the school should be held accountable for that, but also the fact that they knew of this video and didn't act on it. As soon as knowledge of the video is made, that's when any sort of intervention, intervention can look like a lot of things. It could, could look like a typical punishment of expulsion, suspension. I mean, I really, well, yes, I think that's necessary. I also just think sometimes sus- suspension isn't really it. Like if you really want to, correct this behavior like these boys need the boys as in the ones who made the the white boys who made this video like they should I feel like do have to do some community service and really have a like a deep-seated course on being anti-racist you know that for me is alongside of 
getting their ass beat, etc. Uh, that that should be part of it too, because I don't think a suspension is enough. Because the suspension, it's a punishment, but it's not necessarily targeting what they believe in. Like, yes, they did cause harm. That harm is real, but them holding those beliefs is almost more harmful than just one act of making a video. So it's like when you punish, like for me, I want to get at the root of what I am punishing. Like, yes, this video happened, but I want to target like what even caused this video to happen in the first place. And sometimes punishment isn't always the best answer to get at that issue. Join us next time when we conclude our Friday poll discussion on who should be punished after a group of students get into a fight over a racially charged video. This podcast has been brought to you in part by Elliot Productions, a studio for podcasters and musicians, and Pointcast News. To listen to any of our podcasts, please go to our website at pointcast.news. That's www.pointcast.news. Dot news, or you can simply find us on any of the podcast services where you listen to your favorite podcasts. Also, be sure to follow us and like us on our Facebook page, our Instagram page, and on Twitter. Thank you for listening. <laughs>